If I don't have a good joke about these drums today, Brandon, would you forgive me? Well, I was actually just going to say, if a song doesn't have drums, can you forgive them? I think that's the real question, right? It's a blaspheme against the blaspheme against the drumming spirits. Well, that sounds a little that sounds a little wow. demonic, actually. That's actually very demonic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah scratch that All off right. the record. So, just just for the actual record, this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so put my crystals away. It's what put you're your saying. Okay. Away. All right. My bad. <laughs> this isn't Bethel. Come on. Uh, <laughs> goodness. All right. Well, hey, Carly, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was my pleasure, Brandon. Thanks for approving of this. <laughs> I, her head I appreciate, I I appreciate it, man. You know, yeah. Yep. yeah. She's got all her paperwork in order, so we're good to go. <laughs> Oh, oh man. Uh, okay. So yeah, don't don't hate us for the egalitarian <laughs> jokes, people. We started off on a real strong foot <laughs> here. Real today. strong foot here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So believe it or not, we love Jesus, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about forgiveness today. That's the topic of our our um, um, podcast. We're gonna be kind of diving into some themes around forgiveness, the importance of forgiveness. Um, I think starting, though, with, like, what does it mean to forgive someone? Mm-hmm. I think we can talk about forgiveness, but if we can't apply it, if we can't identify, like, what does that mean, what does that look like, um, then what's the point of knowing it, right? Right. So uh, we've got a lot of scriptures, so we're going re- <laughs> <laughs> to read through some of these. And, Certainly do. Uh, as, uh, as I wrap up each scripture, if you guys have anything you want to jump in and say, just go ahead and jump in uh, if anything stands out. So... We're going to start today with Psalms 103, I'm sorry, Psalm, singular, 103, 6 through 14. Well, you do have multiple Psalms, so we will be... There are, but this is a specific one. (laughs) (laughs) one I've been been listening to a lot of clips of C.S. Lewis again, Mm -hmm. so I want to get my grammar. That's right, you need to get it on point, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like when people are like, oh yeah, the book of Revelations. You're like, no, it's just, it's one. It's a revelation. It's a revelation, yeah. Did you know? Okay, this is off topic. Uh, did you know that the Greek uh, for revelation, like, is a, like it's apocalypse. Mm-hmm. The term apocalypse means revelation. Right. It, I was like, I was forty two when I learned that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway, think about that. Psalm one hundred three, <laughs> six through fourteen. <laughs> all right. The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the sons of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always contend with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our guilty deeds. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he... So far has he removed our wrongdoing from us. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he himself knows our form. He is mindful that we are nothing but dust. Mm -hmm. So I am going to stop on this one because the word that's missing in this scripture was forgiveness. Right. 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 But I think it illustrates the elements of what Mm -hmm. forgiveness should look like, right? Um. You know, so you have things like the slow to anger, we see the compassion, we see graciousness. You know, that's not necessarily forgiveness, but when we get down to um, he has not dealt with us according to our mm-hmm. sins. Yeah. Right. I mean, that that is what, to me, 
forgiveness is, especially in a biblical sense, um, especially when we talk about being forgiven and, and Christ act on the cross yeah. to forgive us for our sins, right? I think there's a lot of like misconceptions about forgiveness too, because like, you know, Carly and I, I'm sure you've probably heard this. Anybody who's been in the church, they've, they've dealt with, you know, forgiveness issues or, you know, anything. And they've talked to people about forgiving others and things like that. You sure. know, and it's really interesting because there's always all these things that are tagged, usually tagged with it. And, and it's usually uh, requirements for forgiveness. You know what I mean? Like like those yeah. kind of yeah. things. Like like it's And what's really interesting about, the, you know, the text we just read in Psalms is like, you know, mercy's mentioned twice. Yeah. And like when you really break down like what mercy means, like mercy is like undeserved grace. Yeah. You know, and I think like so when you talk about forgiveness in the Christian sense, like not not the worldly sense, which is I'll forgive you if you do X, Y, and Z, or I'll forgive you if you if you've earned my forgiveness. The Christian sense says forgiveness starts straight off with mercy. Yeah. Like it's un forgiveness is not merited or earned. It's, it's you, you, yes. we, you are give, you give it. God freely gave it to us, you know, yeah. even when we didn't deserve it. Absolutely. Um, it reminds me of the saying, and um, respect is earned, not given. Mm -hmm. And I, I've always disagreed with that. Sure. You know, I think, and I think forgiveness is the same way, as you just said, it needs to be given. Right. Not earned. Right. Otherwise, yeah. it's, otherwise it's not forgiveness. Right. It's a transaction. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... I, I do think it's interesting, though, that as we talk about this, when we talk about the mercy, what's interesting about this, though, is that God's mercy to us was not canceling our debt. Right. But paying our debt. Paying it, yeah, sure. Right? Absolutely. So forgiveness doesn't mean mm -hmm. that there isn't still a consequence that's right. enacted. A hundred percent. That's where I think that you've probably heard that phrase, like, forgive and forget, right? Forgive and forget. Like... I, there's a truth in that, right? Like God yeah. does not count our wrongdoings against us that he's forgiven us. He, he forgets them. But there still is consequences for our wrongdoings. Right. Yeah. You know, that's why Jesus comes along. So so I think it's, you know, as we talk about forgiveness and we talk about it today, I think it's really important for people watching and listening to understand that, like, if you have been forgiven or you need to give someone forgiveness, there are still consequences. There are still outcomes of, of things, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't mean you begrudgingly do it or, you know, but there, there's mercy, there's grace, there's all these things in here um, that we, we, we exhibit, but still there are, con there, there are consequences. So it's like, you know, I think it's funny, like we'll, we'll deal with this in churches, like someone will get hurt uh, and they'll get their feelings hurt or something will happen. And then they just say like, well, just get over it, like forgive mm. them and just get <laughs> over it. And you're like, okay, well, but there's still con there, there's still con like yeah. there's like like you said like Jesus still has to die on the cross even though God freely forgives us and sends Jesus right. he still has to die there's a payment yeah. yeah he allows us to I think you know have those consequences and um, it's a huge learning opportunity and I yeah. think it definitely it's a shaping and refining thing that we're allowed to you know walk through those hard times even in His forgiveness I was talking to a friend this week and um, we were talking about just um, some difficult time in my life. Like I was, you know, I had a lot of substance abuse issues going on and um, I was arrested and all of these things had happened. And I really turned my life over to the Lord um, once I hit rock bottom there. But I had years of having to make amends with people, you know, mm -hmm. building back trucks. I had 
um, you know, I had to do the time, right? Like right. I had literally to, <laughs> um, you know, um, deal with lawyers and deal with courts and things like that. And, you know, so it's forgiveness is not a magic wand. You know, right. you there's those consequences serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know I've, I've mentioned it probably four times on this podcast already, but it's one of my favorite movies is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> and that there's a scene, and again, I've mentioned this before, where he the guy gets baptized and saved, and he says, the preacher says that I've been forgiven of my sins, so that Piggly Wiggly I knocked over, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I've been forgiven of that. Forgiven and he's that, like, right. well, I think the state of Mississippi sees <laughs> right. it differently. differently yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's such a great movie. Okay. Uh, all right. Psalm 51, 1 through 2. Be gracious to me, God, according to your faithfulness, according to the greatness of your compassion, Wipe out my wrongdoings. Wash me thoroughly from my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. So again, we're seeing the same theme here. Um, but one of the things that stands out for me on this one is we talk about being cleansed from sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that goes a little bit different uh, or a little bit further when we talk about God's forgiveness for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't just cover sin, it removes sin. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we see that as a ledger and like the things that have been written down about me that I have done mm-hmm. have been removed. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that allows the nature to still be there. Right. Mm. And I really feel, and and you know, you can correct me if I'm going too far on this, but... <laughs> He's but like I, the standard yeah. of like <laughs> yeah. but theology. I, I really feel like when we talk about God's forgiveness and God's grace, it doesn't just, um, it doesn't just cover our previous sin. It equips us to move forward with less sin, without sin, to, to not sin. Right. Right. Now, I'm not saying that if you've given your life to Christ, you should be perfect. Right, right. Um, that's not what I'm saying at all. But we've talked about sanctification and how th- we should continue to be imp- getting better. And the thing that empowers us mm-hmm. is grace, and that grace was his forgiveness. Right. Right. right? Well, that's, it's funny you say that because, like, recently I, I was just having a conversation not too long ago with Landry about baptism. You know, he's getting to that age where he's starting to, like— um, he's seen it a couple times, you know, he's, 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 and he's seen it enough that like every time he's seen, he's like, I want to do that. And every time I'm like, okay, well tell me why he's getting, I'm not giving him answers. He's giving me answers and they were way in left field. <laughs> now they're starting to get like really on point. And one of the things is he said, but I'm not sure if I'm ready. And I said, well, why do you say you're not ready? And he said, well, because, you know, when you get baptized, like you ha- you have to be a good person. Mm. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, sort of, but you don't like what is what do you mean he's like well he's like i'm not always a good person i i could be a better person huh. i was like oh. of course of course everybody can be a better he's said, very hard on he himself is he's very he's out. very he's a very critical guy of himself but but one of the things i the, kind of like you were just saying was like forgiveness isn't about being perfect right. and this is what i told him was i was like it, it's not about you're not you don't you don't become sin you're not sinless you sin less i say that all the time mm-hmm. and i said but but that's because you like like Carly was saying like you just said forgiveness is an opportunity to learn yeah. and and to grow and to move you know and it and forgiveness also calls for a, a lot of repentance I mean you could go into all sorts of different theological but like it calls for a response right yeah. yeah you know and so so when we forgive others and when we are forgiven we're being called to to do something to change to make amends you know whatever yeah yeah oh you and I have talked about that before like repentance 
is not the price you pay to receive forgiveness. Right. Forgiveness is what you receive to enact your repentance. Right. right. You know. Right. A hundred percent. And I think a lot of people miss that with forgiveness because I think they think, especially the party who needs forgiveness, right? The, the one who's, who's, who's saying, will you forgive me? You know, not the one extending it, but the one who needs forgiveness. What they, what they want is for someone to just gloss over everything and then them not have to. And I've seen this a lot, like, well, they won't forgive me. Well, why do you keep, you know, it's the, it's the whole, how many times did you forgive somebody? The whole, that whole scripture, right? And, I'm, you know, we'll talk about it. And then at the same time, it's the inverse of, but I don't have any, I'm not making any changes, Oh, right. yeah. You know, and so people sometimes mistake forgiveness for like, well, this is my free get out of jail card. Like you're supposed to forgive. Well, me. and something that we say a lot in our house is just like um, forgiveness is equivalent to change behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so we talk like a lot about that with our kids, you know, um, the you know, just fighting or being disrespectful or whatever. You know, you can say sorry because you think that it'll maybe get you out of trouble. But if you keep displaying the same behavior, it's a reflection of your heart. Right. You're right. not sorry. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, this is funny. I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and they were talking about they worked in a retail environment, mm-hmm. and they were talking about a customer who was being very difficult and being very disrespectful oh. to the to the staff there. And they said, "We don't have to keep helping you. We don't have to help you." Yeah. And the response was, "The customer's always like it wasn't the customer's always right, but like that was kind of the mentality." They were like. <laughs> Like so, you can just be a jerk to me because I'm being a jerk to you. I'm the customer. <laughs> they like they they literally said this, and they oh and gosh. they they were like, well, kind of. They're like it's not that we're it's not that we're going to be a jerk to you. It's just that we're we're beyond the days of the customers always right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You don't get to talk to us any way you want to. Yeah. If you can't follow these rules, then the door's right there. Right. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, and any most businesses would be like this is. If you're if you're willing to play by the rules, we're still here for you. Right, right, and I th- and yeah. that's kind of where we get with this. Uh, you know, forgiveness is not that free pass. It's not that get out of jail yeah. free. Right, it is it is an empowerment. Absolutely. To do better, but from the other the other side, just to be clear, because you know I don't want to get caught up in that whole argument of well then there clearly seems to be some formula for forgiveness right like mm-hmm. someone has to do x y and z from the other side the forgiver has to go back to that psalms text and see the mercy the grace the preemptiveness of forgiveness yes. which is even in spite of all of that i am going to i'm not going to i'm not going to um i won't say hold this against you i'm not going to um I, I don't know, perseverate. I don't know what it is, but what the, what the word I'm looking for is. But uh, I, I'm. You, I, I think we have to be careful because because sometimes people say, well, if they don't, if they're not meaning, like I said, if they're not meaning it and they're not doing it, then we're not supposed to. Then then we don't. We're not going to forgive them. But that's not what the Bible says. You're right. You know, I, I, there's a difference between forgiving somebody and not holding them accountable. Right. Right. And I think that that is part of what we're getting at here. Um, yeah, you know, okay, so here's, let's let's read Matthew 18, because this is the verse where Peter asks about how many times shall my brother sin against me, and I still forgive him, right? Right. So let's read that, and then we'll, we'll continue that conversation. Uh, Matthew 18, 21 through 35. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how many times shall my brother sin against me, and I still forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 77 times, mm-hmm. which that's the number, by the way. Right. So I have like a forgiveness counter. Yeah, right. <laughs> 78, no more. You're sorry, done. buddy. Hey, you're sorry, 76 buddy. right now. You better watch it. Yeah. Um, okay. But Jesus continues. 
For this reason, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his slaves. And when he had begun to settle them, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. But since he did not have the means to repay, his master commanded that he be sold along with his wife and children and all that he had, and repayment be made. So the slave fell to the ground and prostrated himself before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you everything. And the master of that slave felt compassion, and he released him and forgave him the debt. But that slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And he seized him and began to choke him, saying, Pay back what you owe. So his fellow slave fell to the ground and began to plead with him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you. But he was unwilling and went and threw him in prison until he would pay back what was owed. So when his fellow slaves saw that saw what had happened, they were deeply grieved and came and reported to their master all that had happened. Then summoning him, his master said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not also have had mercy on your fellow slave in the same way that I had mercy on you? And his master moved with anger, handed him over to the torturers until he would repay all that was owed him. Goodness. Yeah. My heavenly father will also do the same to you <laughs> if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart. Mm-hmm. That's our brutal verse for today. That is, I don't that is get brutal. That is brutal. To the, to, to the torturers. Yeah. <laughs> get those chugs. Man, screaming oh, man. vocals. I that's, that would be track five on the metal. <laughs> We need to. I think we need to release a metal, a Christian metal album. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we got the drums for it. We do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But this. So this is really interesting here. So I think you know Peter throws this out here. Like how many times, and uh, like contextually, it's it's interesting to put this story with Peter's question too, Um, because he's like, how many times shall my brother sin against me and I still forgive him? So how often should I forgive? And Specifically, like, it, let's like, kind of the example we were giving before. Like, right. it, let's say Brandon keeps doing something to me that is hurtful. Right. How many times? Criticizing you know, your beard. Yeah. Yes. And I keep forgiving him. And so he, well, you would never do that. No, no, silly. no. We would never. Blasphemy. But so, like, every time I forgive him, or he's like, oh, I'm sorry, forgive me. But right. then he does it again. Right. And then he does it again. And then he does it again. You know, I think. Um, what's interesting here is, uh, you know, Jesus says, hey, in that situation, forgive him 77 times. Right. And and we know that this is like a, a turn of phrase. He's basically saying, keep forgiving. Right. You have to keep forgiving. Right. Yeah. But then he tells a story about somebody um, who, when they refuse to forgive, right, they no longer receive forgiveness from the Father. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and so that's, that. I found that to be a very interesting um Kind of a very interesting thing, uh, and I don't know. I don't mean to criticize the Bible. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! But like, I, I guess I would have expected this story to be about something like that, right? Uh, but this was yeah. like a, you know. But I think it's it's still about forgiveness, and it's still about um, forgiving the way Christ has forgiven us, the way right. God has forgiven us. Um, well, I think it's interesting if you if you look at that story and you kind of break down the story that Jesus shares. There's there's kind of two perspectives on it. There's there's the first side, which is the forgiving side, which is the master, right? Mm-hmm. And so what's interesting is the the guy who owes. First off, he owes a lot of money. Talents were literally a scale by which scales were aligned. So that that's a lot of money that he owed, and 
And what happens is that guy lays down before the master and says, just be patient with me. Give me So give me more time. I'll get your money. <laughs> like someone's like a mom situation. <laughs> I'll get your money, man. I'll get your money. <laughs> and, and, and he says, okay, I forgive you. <clears throat> but what's interesting is, first off, that guy doesn't even live up to his – well, his standard, right? He doesn't, but I think the master like, – in this account, <clears throat> the master forgives him his debt. His debt entirely. Right, so he doesn't have to pay his debt. Right, and so what does he turn around and do, though, is he goes out and he hustles the guy that owes him money, which it's 100 denarii, I think is what you said, in, 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 yeah. which is – I mean, comparative to what he owed is chump change, you know? Uh-huh. That's like if Bill Gates came and shook me down for 20 bucks, right? Like, you know, like for him, that's <laughs> chump change. You know, now for me, that's breaking knees, kneecap money, you know? So, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, but, but no, but I think it's, I think it's interesting because from both perspectives, right? The master freely forgives. Yeah. Yes. But as soon as the other person who receives forgiveness does not show that same mercy and grace, the master immediately says, you did not live up to my standard. Therefore, you will be punished to the torturers. You know, he punishes. Yeah. Thankfully, he. but it's also kind of interesting is he didn't, he punishes the guy. He doesn't punish his family. Mm. You right. notice that yeah. before he was going to sell them all, but then he just punishes. So that's a side note, but yeah. Something else I think that is interesting about that scripture is like, I think that um, we consider that scripture as Christians a lot when we're talking about forgiveness, but you know, Jesus doesn't tell us to, um, he tells us to forgive, but he doesn't tell us, get over it. He doesn't tell us, um, you know, keep, allow that person to keep treating you like that. He doesn't tell us to like, okay, the relationship can be back to what it was. There's no boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, while forgiveness is an important aspect, I think that doesn't necessarily, Jesus isn't telling us that um, we don't have a right to be heard or we don't, you know, he's telling us to forgive because I think in the end, he's forgiven us. But also, I think forgiveness has a lot. It does something for us. Yeah. Right? It does. Like, it does something for us when we forgive others. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It sets us free. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Releasing 100%. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had, like, just your mind, like, ensnared with, like, anger about something or somebody? Yeah. Like, right. Um, 100%. <laughs> like, you know, and I really experienced that in the last year. Um and I, it consumed me, mm-hmm. you know, it really did. And I was just so angry at this individual, um, you know, and it had been somebody that I was close to and really respected. And, um, you know, they're going on living their life in, in la-la land and thinking, you know, and I am consumed by so much anger, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think when you live like that and you live in that, it begins to pour over into other areas of your life, right? Yeah. And it, it was just so consuming. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think of that. Do you remember back in when I think this was when it happened? I, I watched a video of it, but I, I want to say it was. You remember when that Amish school got shot up like that guy drove to that Amish school and he killed all those mm-hmm. children. It was just, just a horrible thing. So they I was watching. I don't even remember what I was watching, but they showed this this. It was in the court when they were, you know, they obviously this guy's going to court and he's going to be sentenced and they gave the opportunity for the families to speak which is you know yeah. and and some of them were really you know most of them were we're going to miss our daughter you know, we, yeah. we're, you know but one guy gets up and he's this oh he's like you're Amish to the max like big old white beard you know yeah, yeah. He, he is and he he says I forgive you mm. yeah. and it was like this really powerful moment in the courtroom the dude breaks down and 
and I mean the whole the whole place is shocked. You're getting, you're I'm getting gonna, it. I'm gonna look. Yeah, but he says I forgive. I, I mean, and he's he's lost his daughter. His oh, daughter. Yeah. This this is the man who murdered his daughter. Yeah. And he says I forgive you. And he and he goes on to explain why he forgives them. And it's you know it's the Christian things because Amish they they do believe in the Bible. You know, and it's all these Christian verses and things like that. But he also says like you know like there are consequences. But I want you to know like I I forgive you, and I encourage you to seek. You know, a higher forgiveness. You know, like, yeah. like, and it was a really, but it, like to her point, like, forgiveness isn't just for the offender. You know, like it's yeah. it's for us too. Can, yeah. Can you imagine like how short and different the movie Taken would be if, <laughs> if Liam Neeson gets on the phone? It's like I don't know who you are, <laughs> but who I are you? But I have a particular set of skills, and it's that I forgive you. <laughs> And they're, oh like, oh. they're like, oh, man, oh, we're man, sorry. Oh, man, that's right. We're sorry. We're that's my daughter back. That's real quick. Right. Here's, here's your daughter back. <laughs> how, many, how many lives would have been saved? Yeah. But I think on the flip side of that, like, right, so we're the ones, when we don't forgive somebody, like we talked about, like, we're the ones that are being consumed by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when we're the ones that are the, vi- the victim, I guess, of, you know, like I talked about, like, Setting boundaries with someone or setting, you know, that maybe it's a change in relationship or a change in friendship. I think that those things are part of forgiveness, right? Sure. Absolutely. So I just kind of wanted to talk about like the flip side of that, you know, like you are the one that has been offended. Right. Well, and and boundaries are super – I mean what we just read out of Matthew, God set some clear boundaries. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, you didn't didn't carry on this forgiveness. You – didn't repent, whatever, you know, whatever you did, you didn't do these things. There are, again, consequences. And so, like, forgiving 70 times 7 doesn't, 70 times 77 doesn't mean that you you allow them to continue to walk on you right. and continue yeah. to do things. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's not the same. Right. I, I think, like, the key in that scripture is you see the slave is consumed with anger and he takes it out on on his fellow slaves yeah. that has some money. Right. And then you see the king is, says, you didn't forgive the way I forgave. Forget, yeah. Right. Right. And so I think I think it starts there with this, like the key here is that we need to forgive the way Jesus forgave. 100%. And a lot of times when we think about that, we think we the terms unconditional comes to mind and the term like, oh, yeah. you know, like you should always forgive everything to everyone all the time. Right. Right. Um, and I think that is true. Where we start failing is is kind of what you've been pointing out right. here, is what does that actually look like though? So when we say God forgave you of your sin, right? None of us would look at that and say that's a license to continue to sin, right? In fact, oh, absolutely. In yeah. fact, we would say that part of sanctification and reconciling ourselves with God and be, allowing ourselves to be reconciled to God would be to put ourselves in different circumstances, yeah. right? Instead of the same circumstances. That led us to sin to begin with, right? Right. Right. So we would set boundaries to to show God that we've accepted His love. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Why would we not set boundaries for somebody else to Absolutely. help them accept our forgiveness? Well, think about Jesus when the, with the woman caught in adultery, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked about that a couple of times. Like, you know, there's a lot of <laughs> flaws in those guys bringing. Literally, both parties are supposed to be present. There's only the woman, so this is a setup from the get go. Yeah. But what does Jesus do? He he. When they all leave, Jesus says, you know. Uh, they don't condemn you, nor do I. But then he says this, go and sin no more. He puts boundaries back in place and says yeah. that I forgive you, but that doesn't mean go back and 
go sleep with that guy. Like he, he says, there, here are some boundaries. And so he's going to, and he's going to continue to forgive, but he's also going to continue to set those boundaries and say, if you overstep the, you know, and, and so, so I think we got to be careful with forgiveness from the victim standpoint is that's not a license for you to get walked on, that, you know? Right. Um, Okay, so uh, let's read the last one here. Uh, and this is Luke twenty three thirty three through thirty eight, and this is this is Jesus offering the ultimate forgiveness. And when they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and the other on the left. That was Jeff. Uh, but yes. Jesus was saying, "Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing." And they cast lots, dividing his garments among themselves. And the people stood by watching, and even the rulers were sneering at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also ridiculed him, coming up to him, offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Mm. Now there was also an inscription above him, This is the king of the Jews. Mm. So like, as all of this is going on, and all these people are disrespecting Jesus, he says, Father, forgive them, mm-hmm. for they know not what they do. Um, so we see here Jesus is willing to offer forgiveness mm-hmm. before a realization sure. has occurred for any of these people. Sure. Right? Um, now, this does raise an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Like, is there forgiveness for someone who knows exactly what they're doing? Mm. Right. And is that, or in this particular case, is that the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Right, right, right. Um, yeah. That's a I really good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because because in this case he says forgive them because he, they're ignorant, right? They're ignorant of uh, they're ignorant of their offense, right? You know, but if you're calculating your offense, you know what I mean, like right. like for example, this is not terrible because it feels like I'm gonna loop a whole, but like you know, the the Jewish leaders, you know what I mean, like they're calculating this, like this is all a calculated yeah. thing to get. Yeah, you know, you could argue though that they're calculating it from a sense of not knowing that he's the Christ, right? Right, and and they're calculating it as as potentially like if you want to be super charitable to them, um, they're calculating as that this is a guy that's trying to destroy our faith, right? right. Um, now, that's exactly where my mind went. Yeah. yeah. Now I always feel sorry for everybody. So. Yeah. <laughs> now I think there's also a side of that, and I bet there's a, there's at least a a contingent, if not the majority of them, that were maybe not realizing what they were truly trying to hold on to was power and control. Yeah. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, and so so there's going to be some of that in there as well. So I think, so there is definitely something to be said, like even if you're doing something intentionally, you may not understand the ramifications of it or why it's wrong or... Sure. Well, um, good intentions, right? I mean, right. some people have good intentions and they think they're good and like, like they're trying to be helpful. Like, you know, this is the thing I get in church. People get in church hurt all the time. It's like the person says something thinking they're being helpful, but yeah. it's overly critical. It's not constructive. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, but the person who says it doesn't know that they're saying, they, they think they're being helpful, you know? And so, so this is kind of that, that prime example of like, you give them the benefit of the doubt of ignorance and forgive for your sake, you know? Yeah. 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 So, um, I don't know. This is so. This these have been some of our. What uh, <laughs> are you talking? Yeah, I can oh. hear my my child screaming in oh. the background. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, we will forgive them. Uh, <laughs> but there's going to be consequences. Be <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think these have been some really interesting scriptures. Uh, these have been some really good representations here. Um, you know, I think 
when we go back to the first couple, one of the things we see is that the compassionate thing to do is to forgive people. Absolutely. Right. Right. And we are called to be compassionate. We are called to forgive. Jesus demonstrates that we should offer forgiveness even before somebody has offered repentance. Right. Um, but as we saw in that kind of story in Matthew, um, you know, just because we've offered forgiveness mm-hmm. doesn't mean that there won't still be a consequence, sure. especially mm-hmm. in a sense of um, somebody not offering repentance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well I also... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going I'm to submit to my wife here. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. It was just biblical to submit one to another. <laughs> well, something that I was thinking about was, um, you know, walking through forgiveness and what that looks like when a person doesn't apologize or you don't get that closure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something I had struggled with a lot. And I remember talking to a friend and she asked me, are you going to be able to get over this? Are you going to be able to move on? You know, because you're not going to get this apology that you might deserve or that you mm-hmm. might, you know, um, and that's really, that's really difficult. Yeah. You know, um, when someone owes you an apology and someone did you really wrong and, you know, they're either justifying it or they're truly not sorry or maybe they don't even think that they did anything, you know, Um, that's a hard spot to be in. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, But that kind of gets us to my kind of my next question here. That was a great segue. It was a fantastic segue. Thank you. Um, And and not to cut you off, I know that you. I don't even know what I thought about. Yeah. 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 It probably wasn't very good. No, no, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wouldn't have been as eloquent as that. Uh, why Why can it be so hard for us to forgive? I think you kind of just yeah. kind of hit on that a little bit. but um, Well, for me personally, you know, my flesh is very, um, I think, prideful, you know. Mm. Um, I don't deserve this. This person did me wrong, you know. Yeah. Or I think about maybe I go back in my mind and I take score and I think about, like, all of the things that I might have done right in a relationship or a friendship or whatever it might be. And I think, like, I've done all this for this person, and this is how they repay me, you know. Um, my flesh is just weak <laughs> when it comes to this sometimes. And it's been, you know, this has just been a journey for the last few years of just forgiveness and what that looks like. And I'm refining for me, you know, um, the Lord showing me that, like, I have some behaviors that definitely need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's been interesting. Mm-hmm. I I think I I can relate to that. I I like what you said there about pride. I hadn't really thought about it in that sense. But when I think of, like, the worst act that had ever been levied against me in my life, I remember my response was, I don't deserve this. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, And and that was very, very very challenging to then in turn forgive the individual on the other side of that. Um, You know, but... I, it's weird because I juxtapose that with how we talk about the forgiveness of Christ, and we say we don't deserve that. Right. Oh, yeah. And right. It's like so if I don't deserve God's forgiveness, right? What do I deserve? Right. <laughs> and it quite possibly is exactly what that person <laughs> gave me. But there's a sense of justice yeah. mm-hmm. that we get. Um, sometimes it's pride, and sometimes it's justice. It's about that was the wrong thing. They did the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and especially if they're unrepentant about it. Oh my gosh! Why? Why can? Why do I have to forgive them? Right. They're in the wrong. Right. right. You right. know. Well, I, I think I, f- I find a lot of times people come to me, and they're having trouble forgiving because th- that sense of justice is it's not fair. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. A. I didn't deserve this. B. Whatever. It's just. It's just not fair. Like this isn't fair. And it's funny because if you put it in the context 
you juxtapose that with Christ and what like it wasn't fair for him to die on the cross either, you know. Yeah. And so so that's not that's not but the pastoral that, thing to say, but it, it's the truth, you but know. But I think like we say that as Christians though, but like right, and that's the right answer. Mm-hmm, you sure. know, that's the right answer. But when you're sitting there and you're seeing red and you're in it, mm-hmm. that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. difficult. Well, it's because for, forgiveness you don't forgive people for good things. You know what I mean? Like forgiveness, you forgive people for bad things. So forgiveness is hard because just from its very nature, it's it, you've been wronged, you've been hurt, you've yeah. been cut, you've been, you know what I mean? Like it's not like, oh, hey, I, I forgive you for giving me $3 million. Like what? No, you know, like you thank them for those things. Forgiveness is like I forgive you for stealing $3 million. You know, like that's the, it's forgiveness is rooted in pain. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, on our end, theologically sense, it's sin, but it's rooted in, in, I mean, you could, let's make it, the, it's rooted in, in death. Like it's rooted yeah. in evil. It's rooted in, you know, that's where forgiveness is Christ-like. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, you know, we, we recently had a conversation about love mm-hmm. and, um, I'm going to read this quote real quick. Yeah, love is love, man. Yeah, love is love, and that's oh, what boy. that's what the world that's what the world will say because they don't they want they don't want to define love um, because now they can make it be whatever right. they want it to be, whatever they want it to be. That, but the world is infatuated with this idea of loving people, right? But the world also struggles with forgiveness, right? Right, right? and they yeah. say it comes from a sense of justice, but right, it actually comes from a place of hurt and a place of pride. Mm-hmm. And, and being unable to unable to put somebody above yourself. Right. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said, "We must develop and maintain the capacity to forgive. Mm-hmm. He who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power to love." Right. Right. And I think this is why this can be why it's hard for us to forgive, is we don't understand what love is, mm-hmm. um, yeah. because we are because because love is putting somebody else above yourself. Right. Um, unconditionally and without merit, mm-hmm. like it's hard to do that for somebody who has hurt you. Right. It's hard to do that for somebody that you're not invested in. Right. You know. And then if when you're invested in somebody and they hurt you, it can be hard to not see that as a slap in the face. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Well, and I think too that maybe maybe just to break your statement down a little bit, and it maybe I'm wrong. So if I'm wrong, you can correct me. Um, you can correct him too. You, you can correct me. Yeah. But outside <laughs> of this podcast, directed towards yeah. Him. Uh, uh, yeah. No, you be right silent. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, you can forgive me for that. Uh, no, but, but when it, when it comes to that I- idea of, of love and forgiveness, I think we have to understand sometimes that sometimes we forgive others for the sake of our love of God. Uh-huh. Right. You know, and I think a lot of because like you may not want to forgive that person uh-huh. or you may not even desire to forgive. But because you love God, you you forgive them. And I, and I know that might seem con, con convoluted or whatever you want to say, yeah. because it's like, well, are you really truly forgiving them if you don't really mean it to them? Well, if you mean it to God. But that's you, but, you know what I'm saying. But this is the thing. Again, I think uh, that the world misses when it comes to concepts like forgiveness and love and all this. These are not feelings that we have. Right. These are actions that we take. Right. I love that. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So forgiveness has like I can't just say I forgive you. If okay, so like mm-hmm. let's go back to Brandon uh, making comments about my beard, <laughs> right? And he's it's not long enough. It's it's, not, it's yeah. not full enough. And I was like, look, Brandon, I forgive you for that. And mm-hmm. then, and then uh, later we're like we're going out to lunch. I'm like, so do you got this, Brandon? He's like, I don't know, I'm a little short on cash. We're like, well, you you remember that time. <laughs> 
that you talk bad about my beard, right? I just feel like if you were really sorry about that, you would be doing more to show me that you're sorry. Right. Right. That's that's not me forgiving him. That's me manipulating yeah. him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we, if we keep bringing it up and throwing it in somebody's mm-hmm. face, that's not forgiveness. Well, I've forgiven you, but it's still important that we talk about it right. and how bad you hurt me. And and I'm going to make you carry this weight for the rest of your life. <laughs> what did you, you, you used this word yesterday. We were talking about uh, like there are people who try to manipulate forgiveness via via like let's just use it the love language of gifts. You know uh, what I mean? Like oh, like, like and, love and, bombing. Yeah, like love bombing. That's what yeah. she. I never heard that word before, but it's really funny because I think the world love bombs. Like, and by that I mean like. It, it uses material things uh-huh. t- as a way to to say I like like to get your forgiveness. Very you know manipulative. what I mean? Yeah, it's manipulative. And like forgiveness is not manipulative. Forgiveness is straightforward. You either do or you don't. Yeah. You know, and there's no there's no payment. I mean, Jesus is the payment. You know, but now there's no payment necessary. Jesus has paid it, so you. It's do not it. transactional. Right. It's not transactional. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. You're welcome. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let me read another scripture here. Uh, Ephesians 4, 31 through 32 says, All bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and slander must be removed from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Um, so we see, you know, bitterness, wrath, anger, These, those things are there, and those are the things that need to be removed, right? right. Um, so... What we require is sanctification. We require an example. That example is Christ. Right. So just as God in Christ has forgiven us, we need to forgive others. And again, we're seeing words like kindness, compassion, mm-hmm. things that wrap into the fruits of the Spirit, things that wrap into the love scriptures of 1 Corinthians. Right. So, you know, that's these are the ways for this is what forgiveness should look like. Right. Do you think that like as when you read that scripture, so I think you know, we talk we talk a lot about the Holy Spirit. And so maybe you're a Christian, but you are not living in the Holy Spirit. You don't have the Holy Spirit active in your life. Like, I have not activated this yet, okay? Uh-huh. So you forgive somebody, you're done. I think when you have the Holy Spirit in your life and you're, you allow the Holy Spirit to guide your steps and to guide your thoughts, that's where the kindness and the love and those things come in. I mean, I know for myself, um, before early Christian – um, when I'm forgiving somebody, it's because I knew I, I, I have to do this, right? Uh-huh. It's um, I might still have those feelings of anger, but I know this is the right thing, so I'm going to do this. I think where the power of the Holy Spirit comes in is that I'm going to forgive, and over time, maybe not right away, but the Lord is going to soften my heart where I'm able to still be kind and be loving and be patient and all of these things. Well, and this is, I remember what I was going to say earlier, and I think it, it applies here. So, like, I think it's really interesting, like you said, like, so bitterness, wrath, all these things that that we're not supposed to have, those are all the things that happen when we're wrong, right? Yeah. We're, we're, and I think when it comes to forgiveness, forgiveness is in a lot of ways an act of faith. Uh-huh. And by that I oh, mean it's, it's trusting that God will take care of things. You know, like, if I forgive someone— I'm not condoning their actions and saying, go do that again. I'm saying sin no more. But I'm also trusting in God that my forgiveness of them, that that he will take care of the situation. I think we like to forgive, but then we like to solve the problem, right? Well, what you know is what the I scripture, mean? like, 
Christ will be your, or, you know, the God will be your vindicator. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Jesus is the judge. I'm yeah. not, you know. Yeah. And so, so we forgive and we trust God to handle that situation. I mean, think about just go back to that story right in Matthew. What happens when the when the servants find out that the one servant has treated the other? Who do they go to? They went to God. They went to the master, the, master, the, king, the, yeah. the king, the God. Yeah, they went to God and said, what are you going to do about this? And God's like, I got this. You know what I mean? And I think that that's where we we forgive so that we don't have the bitterness. We don't take wrath. We don't have vengeance. You know, we don't do all those things so that we can have the compassion, the kindness, knowing that God will take care of, you know, you want to talk about fairness. God is the author of fairness. He'll right. take care of things. Absolutely. And yeah. we should trust him in right. that. But it gets us to that that cart before the horse conversation right? yet again, um, because we keep kind of coming back to that theme here, but like, you know, to your earlier point, like sometimes we don't, like, I don't, I got to forgive them because I have to forgive them. I don't feel like forgiving them. Too often we put our feelings in front of our actions. Absolutely. And, and I can only act as the, as I feel. Right. But, you know, our feelings are as malleable Mm -hmm. as our actions are. Absolutely. Right. So, the world would say, fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. you know, which is, it's, right. that's a, you know, that's a fun saying if you don't believe in something higher. Right. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, there's days where I've said that where I, I'll go into work and like, <laughs> how you doing? Well, I'm faking it till I, I'm make, faking it. It till I make it, right? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, but there's a faith element in that of, I know that I'm still really angry at what Brandon said about my beard. <laughs> But I'm going to let my actions indicate forgiveness. Yeah. I'm going to act in a way that's forgiving to Brandon, mm-hmm. and my heart will follow mm-hmm. because God has promised me that. Absolutely. Right. right? So if I show him compassion, my feelings will eventually align with that. I think exactly. it's like, you know, you're talking about worldly, worldly forgiveness and mm-hmm. where you're, you know, operating in Christ and you're operating in the Holy Spirit forgiveness. Yeah. Right? Well, Brandon and I talked about this in our last podcast. We talked about the moral argument and right. how morality comes from an objective source, which right. is God. And the world oftentimes doesn't see that. So right. things like forgiveness and love and, and all of these things, they fall into a moral category. Mm-hmm. Right? These are not a natural science category. Right. 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 So the world tries to apply scientific methods to it or naturalistic methods to it, and they and then this is why they get weird on stuff with like <laughs> crystals because they realize that they gotta they gotta get metaphysical a little right. bit, sure. and they don't know where to go because they don't want to try Jesus and right, uh, you know, there there is a way to the world and God has set that up right yeah. for us and and that way is not just what we see in the natural but it's what is in our hearts Absolutely. and in our And I don't even think forgiveness is natural, right? I mean, no. like, like oh. I think it's 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 godly. Like, I mean, look at just nature in general. Well, it's so against Nature's our Nature is very flesh, unforgiving. Right? You, yeah. Know? Yeah. you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's so, it's so, it's so against our flesh. It's so against, I mean, even our knee-jerk reactions of it's not fair, it hurts, it's all those, you know, that just shows that without Jesus and without God, we have no concept of forgiveness. Yeah. Because it's just not in us. Right. It's the spirit that puts it in us. Absolutely. You know? Now, granted, we can get it, maybe it's in us because God's in us, you know. Yeah, we will get to that another, yeah. another topic for another, another time. Topic for another yeah, time. another podcast for another day. Yeah. Well, I think what is natural to us is vengeance. Yes. And revenge. Mm-hmm. You know. So let's jump to Romans twelve eighteen through twenty one. Um, it says, "If possible, so far as it depends on you, 
that's an interesting statement right, right. there. We're going to on you, just on that. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, as far as it depends on you. So, you know, like, I think this this is like the statement that you'll hear people say. I, I've said this a number of times. You can only control what you can do. You can't right. control what others right. do, right? But so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all people. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Mm. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, <laughs> you will reap burning coals on his head. <laughs> Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Mm -hmm. um, so that was brutal verse number two right. uh, with burning coals on his head. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think this one, is, this one is really interesting, and it goes a couple different directions, but like we want to take vengeance. We, when we feel like an injustice has been done oh, to absolutely. us, we want to see justice done, and I'll do it by my own hands. Right, right. Gosh yeah. dang it. I'm going to be Liam Neeson. Right, know? yeah. <laughs> I have a special yeah. set of skills. <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah, right. I go. Right. <laughs> That's exactly. I'm going to bring it to your doorstep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but God says, vengeance is mine. Right. So I think there is some comfort in this, and I want to preface this by saying I don't wish sure. God's vengeance on my worst of enemies. You don't want that. No. Uh, <laughs> God's vengeance is, I mean, God's vengeance is, well, just read the book of Revelation. I mean, you read that yeah. sometimes, you have like, you might have somebody in mind, you're like, <laughs> yeah, they're going to get theirs. You know? uh, but like, I don't think that the, that's, you know, Paul's not telling us to revel in their destruction. Right, correct. Right. But he is, he's saying, leave that to God. Right, let God right. worry about that. Know that justice will be served one way or another, yeah. and, and that wrath will either be taken out on them or they'll be covered by the wrath that was poured out on Christ, right? right. Um, so God is the judge. He mm -hmm. will repay. Um, but our, our goal should be to feed our hungry enemy, uh, to give water to our thirsty enemy. Um, and so, like, that, oh, but I don't want to do that. Right. But like, see, it's, like that feels. It takes a while to get there. <laughs> it can. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. can. Um, but that's why you fake it till you make it. You kill them with kindness. And that's, you know? the, that's, that's the your part. answer. I don't feel like that's my answer. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to say it's Paul's answer. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take credit for anything. Because he says, for in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Now, right. in my mind, I immediately get this vision of like somebody's done Carly wrong and she's like, here's some hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't burn your mouth. You know, like I'm going right. to <laughs> like, be nice to you and it's going to overcome you. Right. Uh, it's going to be like burning coals. And so, like, we, we get that phrase, killing people with kindness, yeah. you know, but, like, this was, Jesus told us to love our enemies as ourselves. Um, Paul's doubling down on that here in Romans, um, telling us to, to do this, but, like, when we get to that burning coals part, I think where that takes me personally is conviction. Mm. Yeah, sure. Right? I think that's really what we're getting at. We're not getting that revenge, we're getting that conviction, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not me convicting them by my actions, but it's mm. the Holy Spirit convicting them through my actions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? It's when somebody, have you ever, okay, have you ever, like, not cared for somebody and been like, I'd rather not be around that person? Regularly. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all people for me, you know? Like, Many, like, all your peers. Yeah, all of my peers. Uh, you know, they're, it's like, ah, that's not a person I really want to talk to. They're weird. They say weird stuff. Like, I just don't, I don't want to be around that person. And then, like, they do something really nice for you. 
Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. like, gosh, dang it. Mm-hmm. Like now you feel bad about maybe maybe you said something about the way they dress behind their back or something. Sure. You know, and it's like, and don't, I know you would never do that to no, me. No, I would never, no. Uh, <laughs> you see what I'm wearing? Yeah. I mean, come on. I can't talk. Yeah. yeah. He's got his nasty Crocs on under yeah. here. Yeah. Well, think about, you know, when Constantine started Christianity. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Just think, but I'm, not, he didn't start it. But just think about, I think, I do think that this applies, not to Constantine starting Christianity, but like. Think about the martyrs, right? Like, okay. like that was kind of their mindset, right? Was we're not going to raise up an army and we're not going to fight. Like, we're we're going, we're going to, to love these. I mean, th- Paul's writing, the the church is writing. Respect the uh, your 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 leaders. You know, pray for your. You know, the complete everything they didn't want to do. You know yeah. what I mean? So they took this moral stance, if you will, of. Even in spite of our, we're going to love our enemy to the to the fact that I think what ended up happening was, I mean, one thing that Constantine does do is he allows Christianity to be practiced publicly, right? right. And I think part of the reason why he gets there is there is a sense of like, why are we pers- like why are we persecuting people who, <laughs> I mean, thousands upon th- hundreds of maybe even millions have been killed. And they've not raised the sword to us, you know, like, so there's that idea of like, this is a fulfillment, not that Constantine created Christianity, but like mm-hmm. that, that it might take time. But if you continue in the way that the Bible says, eventually something will happen, you know? I think that's interesting that you mentioned like praying for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is hard to stay mad at someone and it is hard to like sit in your anger and sit in your whatever. Mm-hmm. When you're praying for somebody, that is a game changer. Pray positively, not like Lord. No, of course, take their jobs. You know, them. but I mean, yeah. rob them of their health. No, don't pray for those things. Pray. That's vengeance. That's well, God. Let them yeah. get there. <laughs> right, right. No, but pray. But honestly, and I think that's where Jesus on the cross really is in a great example of this. Is like pray for their ignorance, and I don't mean that in like a little belittling way, but like Lord, I, they don't understand this, and and I pray that 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 you would help them see. Where they're where they're sinning, but also that that you will help me love them and show them in a loving way. You know, I I think that that's what that's what God's doing. He's I mean, I even them. think beyond that yeah. is like you know, um, praying for their health, praying for their overall well being, praying for their family, praying for you know prosperity, prosperity gospel. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm just teasing. But we're big fans of that. <laughs> right, oh, sure, yeah, <laughs> Joel Olstein. Um, no, but I mean, you know. Taking it like just setting aside the forgive like the forgiveness aspect and setting aside the like situational aspect and like just praying for them as a person, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it really um, it it transforms your heart yeah. and it transforms your mind definitely. Well, I think you you keyed on it when you said pray for them as a person. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we look at our our enemies as objectives, as yeah. uh, obstacles, as right. you know something set in front of us that we have to overcome. Right. right? But what's in front of us is a son or daughter of Christ who needs to be reconciled with Christ. And right. and sometimes even in – like I say that in a sense of people who are unsaved um, that are maybe are standing against you in certain ways. But like even – sometimes they're a son or daughter of Christ that is saved but yeah. but isn't necessarily walking in sanctification in their right. actions towards you. And, and we need to treat them – the way God would treat them, because we need to see them the way God would see them. Right. That's something that I've prayed for myself on a number of occasions where I've had to ask God, let me see them the way you do. Right. Let me think about them the way you think about them, because I I don't see anything worth 
reconciliation here. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, uh, right. But when you start praying for them, you're praying for their families. You really associate with them on a level of humanity, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so now you're thinking of them in the same way you would think of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what God said to do: is to love others as you love yourself, right? right. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a good comment. All right. Uh, so what happens? So we've talked a little bit about forgiving, why we should forgive. And we've kind of hit on this a little bit, but, you know, let's talk about what happens when we don't forgive. Um, so Matthew 6, 14 through 15. This more is, scripture? Yeah, more scripture. Hey, you're on a roll. Yeah, we, I just I just put the Bible in here. I, that's and wild. <laughs> we just started. He actually doesn't have notes. He just actually has the Bible. He's just pulling up verses. Right <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is the end of the Lord's Prayer, and it says, For if you forgive other people for their offenses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other people, then your Father will not forgive you your offenses. Um, so if we don't forgive, are we truly receiving forgiveness? And I think our story from the book of Matthew, I think, with the with the master and the slaves, was 100% like an illustration of this. Mm-hmm. Like When we don't forgive, we don't receive forgiveness. Right. Yeah. Um, Colossians 3, 12 through 13 says, So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Mm -hmm. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so must you do also. Mm -hmm. So here we're seeing, we're being commanded to do it as like, God did this for you, therefore you should do it for others. And again, it's being tied to the fruits of the Spirit. It's being tied to all of those same things that we yeah. see. Like this forgiveness is a marker of our walk with Christ. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And and I think you just nailed a nail on the head too for the offender and the offendee. Forgiveness, and I, I've seen this, like f- forgiveness, and bear with me, let me unpack this, is holistic. And the aspect of like, you may think that someone has wronged you and they ask for forgiveness for something that you don't think is enough. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But that's not how God, God doesn't say that's all you're sorry for. That's all you, you know what I mean? Like, like I think that, that, that text goes to say like forgiveness is not, okay, I, I forgive you for that, but are you sorry for that? Like it doesn't, it doesn't go be like Jesus doesn't die on the cross for one sin. It's for yeah. all sin, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I don't have to apologize. I'm just, I don't have to apologize. And this is weird. I don't have to apologize for every single sin. I mean, I, I try to. I confess as much as I can. But I know that he's forgiven me for all of my sins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Yeah, so I don't forgive you for making fun of my beard. Right. I forgive you for being Brandon. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. For being that person. Yeah, I forgive. And that forgiveness covers all of the offenses. Right. You know? <laughs> oh, my. Okay, uh, I'm going to jump to Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is comfortable and my burden is light. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of already talked about this, but holding on to unforgiveness is a burden. Mm-hmm. Oh, like it, yeah. it just weighs on you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it takes over your thoughts. It, it can consume your mind. Yes. Yeah, right. So Jesus says, do as I do, mm-hmm. which as we've already pointed out, what he does is forgive. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, it's weird because I think we see those obstacles that we've talked about already, like, you know, the feeling, our feelings about it and the, our sense of justice and our pride and all those things, and it feels, can feel so hard to forgive. Yet 
when we forgive, there's an ease, mm -hmm. there's a comfort, yeah. there's a lifting of a burden, um, and we find rest and peace for our souls. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Well, and, and like we said earlier, if like liberation, movement, growth, like I find that when I forgive people, I'm able to like move on mm -hmm. and do other things and let yeah. them back there if they want to stew on things let them stew but me i'm i'm going to continue growing you know yeah. and that's what forgiveness allows us to do yeah well and i think like sitting in anger and sitting in bitterness is um like we said um you know a couple times it's uh it's consuming and i mean i know for me that in instances it had affected so many areas of my life. It affected my sleep. It affected my health. It affected, you know, my relationships. It's, you know, it, it consumes you. And that's, I think, exactly what the enemy wants, right? He mm -hmm. wants to, he wants to plant this little seed and it just yeah, blow up. Right. And right. Well, yeah, he's got you so focused on the speck in your brother's eye that you're missing absolutely the right. planks in yours. And so to your right. point, we don't grow. We don't, mm -hmm. we don't get anywhere. You stay We're, stagnant. You just, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah, you're, we're fixated. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and so I've already shared a quote from uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Here's one from Mother Teresa, which says, if we really want to love, we must learn how to forgive. Mm -hmm. And so again, I think it's just, it bears repeating. If you can't forgive, something that happens when you can't forgive is that you truly can't love. Right. Absolutely, really can't, yeah. You can't express love in a genuine way if you're unwilling to forgive people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, last thing here I want to say is that I think it's important that we seek forgiveness. Yeah. You know, we've talked a lot about forgiving others. Yeah. And we've talked about receiving forgiveness from Christ. Um, and, you know, yes, forgiveness is offered and then we repent, but we should also choose to seek forgiveness. Yes. Right. Um, St. Augustine said, forgiveness is the remission of sins, for it is by this that what has been lost and what was found is saved from being lost again. Mm -hmm. Right, so we shouldn't look at it, um, Christ's work and say he forgave us, so mm -hmm. we're done. We should consistently be looking to how we can live into his forgiveness. Yeah. Right. right? Um, and I think that's I think that's important with our relationship with Christ, but we should also be looking at those around us. Right. One hundred percent. And saying how how have I insulted or offended? Mm -hmm. How can I show forgiveness? How can I sure. uh, offer, you know, receive forgiveness from somebody? How can I repent from that? Right. And I think that's like a spiritual marker of maturity, right? Like when you sure. can look at it like that and you can look inwardly and say, you know, maybe I have a toxic trait or toxic behavior that I'm doing. You know what I mean? That hot button toxic word. <laughs> but, um, you know, that that's life changing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, when you can seek out like, you know, I know for myself, like, I'm very blunt. And so for most of my life, I would go through life and say like, well, I'm just saying what everyone else is thinking, you know, <laughs> like it was like a trophy or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, but as I grew in the Lord and as I grew, you know, in my walk, like I realized that that is a difficult thing to handle for a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know. And so what is that? What does that look like? And so, you know, the Lord has been refining me and softening me. I know Brandon, maybe not might not agree. <laughs> oh, I think but, you're doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, looking inwardly is so right powerful. Yeah, you did. Okay. You did a good okay. job. Yeah, good looking, in okay. <laughs> <laughs> looking inwardly, looking inward is, is incredibly powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Bible tells us to confess, right? And part mm -hmm. of confession is, and I, and I don't mean confess as in like, let me confess sins that like, 
like, well, obviously to confess, we confess all our sins to God. You don't need to confess your sins to me, but confess like, hey, you know, I wronged you or like I did this. And I know that that was like there's there is a communal element of confession that I think the church has lost, which is like Carly said, that maturity level of saying I'm sorry. And don't you think you know? that like when somebody comes to you um, asking for forgiveness and they have really analyzed their behavior, analyze what they've done. Like it makes, it takes it to the next level, doesn't it? It really can. Because I think it shows like, wow, this person put some thought into this and they're genuinely like, I don't know. I think it's a, it shows a commitment of change maybe. I don't know. Well, I think, I mean, look, forgiveness is forgiveness, right? But, but I think one of the things that when you seek forgiveness, you've, it's showing it's, an understanding of like, I can comprehend what I did. Well, and it, and it's it, it's the lived out humility of Christ. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like you're humbling yourself enough to say, a I'm wrong or b I messed up or you know, and, and I, that's that's what I mean. Uh, beyond the forgiveness of sins that Jesus yeah. gives us, Jesus teaches us to be humble. And when we humble ourselves and and apologize. Or, 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 and this is something, this is something, there's a couple people, uh, I won't name them because I don't want to name them because I don't have their permission to, but there's a couple people who I know are really good at this. When they hear they've, they've wronged somebody, they go to that person mm-hmm. and say, hey, I heard this and I'm so sorry. Mm. That's yeah. not what, and, and the, the relationship. I'm right here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it, uh, the relationship no. is, is like she said, taken to a whole nother level. But I think that that's why, one of the reasons why you should see, if you want to be like Jesus, right? like yes. humble to yourself because he was humble. And yeah. that's one way we humble ourselves. Right. And it's, it's the first steps to repentance. And right. So when somebody comes to you, you, that first time that happens, yes, you're seeing that mm-hmm. kind of, uh, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, they're serious about this. They've recognized this and they're going to make changes. Right. Where it becomes a problem <laughs> Is when they keep doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. And especially when it's for the same things. Right. Right. Um, so now, you know, I, I think the, the phrase was um, uh, admitting you have a problem is the first step to um, resolving it. Mm-hmm. Right. But now we admit that we have a problem as our first step to justifying it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Sorry. That's just how I am. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, yeah. That's yeah. what she said. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I remember as a little kid telling my mom, like, sorry, that's just how God made me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's the thing. God didn't make you a jerk. Right. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> so, so, like, we, we can't do that. So, there has to still be, and this is where, this is where forgiveness in the world often feels so flat and unfulfilling mm-hmm. is we think forgiveness is not caring that somebody else is being awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Right, yeah. Right. So, like, people are like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that that offended you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, this is who I am. Mm. And, right. And if you're going to be a kind, loving person, you have to accept me for who I am. Right. And, like, I think that's something we're, we're kind of touching on now is that, you know, we talked about how love and forgiveness ties together. You know, love does not rejoice in wrongdoing. Right. That's right. 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 It, and truth, it doesn't really tolerate it either. Right. Right. Um, it's it, it's going to confront that behavior and say, this behavior has to change. And I'm confronting that behavior because I love you. Right. 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 Um, and so in that same way, I'm forgiving you. Mm-hmm. Right. But that doesn't justify 
or excuse your behavior, the behavior has to change. Right. So yes, I think we have to internalize that because as as Paul said, and so much as we can, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, we need to be right. at peace with others. So as a believer, that's where it's hard is we have to live an example that other people aren't living. Mm-hmm. And we have to say, I'm going to take those steps. I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit. I'm going to walk that out until it is my right. nature. What do you guys think are some, from your just personal experience, what are some things, practical ideas or practical solutions that you have used to move past forgiveness, whether you're the offendee or the offender? Murder. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I just killed him. <laughs> I mean, it's super easy. <laughs> the Lord's the Lord's wrath reigned through. Oh uh, no. Um, here's, I think, and Tim probably is going to resonate with this one. And I and I'm so glad you used that scripture, Father, forgive them, yeah. for they do not know what they do. That is the number one thing I not holy myself like Jesus, but I remind myself of like people are idiots. People are stupid, <laughs> you know. And so so if you if you play the stupid card, you you learn to have a little more compassion for people. Um, that doesn't mean it doesn't upset me, but like you it, you learn that okay, they're they're dumb. Like, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, they're, they're dumb. So, so I'm not going to let myself get so worked up over their ignorance. You know what I mean? That's, that's hard for me, though, because I feel most people are willfully dumb. Yeah, sure, you know? <laughs> sure, 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 sure. But I think that that's one. So that's one thing I do is, is I, try to, I try to give that kind of grace to everybody, even, even if, if it is knowingly. Brandon is really great with forgiveness. I mean, he's really good at extending grace. And I, I mean that. I mean, I mean, especially I think soon. like oh, with the Jesus hand. There you go. Yeah. I mean, in our early years of marriage, like people talk about, like oh, honeymoon phase, marital bliss. Like it was not like that for us. It was rough. <laughs> it was and for it, me. I was I was very. No, you. <laughs> I think it was a huge adjustment for us, and um, you know, there was a lot of things that I was working through, and and Brandon was really just so gracious and so. You know, as a pastor, I've learned I've learned to be forgiving because a lot of people don't realize this, but. This is the only, probably one of the only jobs where everybody feels like they can critique your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like your boss can critique your job, but everybody is, thinks they're my boss. So yeah. so everybody critiques what I do and how yeah. I say it and what I – so a lot of people's feelings get hurt. A lot of people <laughs> don't agree with the things I do. A lot of people just want to criticize. And so I think I've – not to complain, but I think I've learned – that like I'm sure Jesus fa- faced that, you know. Like I mean, I know he did. We saw it in the. And yeah, so I, no. I've just kind of learned to. T- Maybe he just thought too, like they're just idiots. Well, and here's another thing I'll say too. And this, this is, <laughs> this is. Yeah, he, well, he did a couple times. He prays and he's like, God, I, why did you give me these I guys? Know, I know. Could you give me some better guys? Well, you, you see know? how like the Pharisees would speak to him, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he'd be like, Do you not understand? <laughs> like I just imagine I'm like, Yeah, there's, you know? yeah, there's. He had migraines, I'm but sure. Back to um, some of the practical stuff. So yeah. I mean, like you mentioned that. Like what else? What do you do? You have anything? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's a few of the things that we've already talked about. Yeah. Right? So um, the first one is I meditate on what the scripture says, mm-hmm. and I go back to some of these verses, and specifically, I, I often focus on the love scriptures, right? Yeah. And I and I think about okay. Am I being patient? Am I being kind? Um, you know, am I, you know, am am I walking where God wants me to walk? And that's another part too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take those things in prayer, and I and I just give it to God. Uh, and that sounds so like unspecific. So let me try to break it down a little bit. But uh, so like the things that I'll pray is, um, is it Lord is 
um, is this where I'm supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times in forgiveness, it's it's about needing to forgive people that are in areas that you're in, mm. right? Yeah. So it's yeah. I got to see this person every day. So right. like, should I stay here in this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is this where you want me? If this is where you want me, then I need to forgive. Otherwise, I'm not going to fulfill any calling you have for me in this right. area. Yeah. Right. So that's that's step one. And then step two is um, is kind of doing the things that we already mentioned. Is I pray for the other person. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so I'll I'll pray for God's. Uh, the number one thing I always pray for other people is wisdom, mm-hmm. and specifically God's yeah. wisdom. Mm-hmm. Lord, bring your wisdom. Show them you know, what you need to show them, show, you know, help them to see these things. And yeah. and I ask God to give them his perspective. And then I ask the same thing for myself. Right. Because there is the possibility that I am missing something. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Um, so I might be sitting here saying I need to forgive that person. In reality, they need to forgive me. Mm-hmm. Right. So Lord, give me wisdom and help guide my words and get me where I need to be with this particular topic or with this particular issue. So right. those are some of the specific things that I will pray and then when I'm not feeling it, mm-hmm. so like if I'll be driving home from work in my car and it'll be whatever the issue is or whoever the person is, and I'll be like, this is it. We're done. This is it. I'm done with this person. And I'll and I'll do that thing where you play out the arguments and the oh, mic drop yeah. statements and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Bam, got them. The whole, yeah. <laughs> the Holy Spirit has gotten really good at convicting me at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing is, it's because I've given him permission to do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've asked him for that wisdom. I've asked him to speak to me. I've asked him to correct me. I've asked him to increase his fruits uh, in my life. Mm-hmm. So then that will hit me and I'll say, what you're thinking is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so then I'll change what I'm thinking about. And mm-hmm. I think this is something a lot of people overlook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that you're in control of your mind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. There have been very few times in my life where I was unable to, quote, unquote, choose what I was thinking about. Right. And in those moments, I was able to, and this is another podcast for another time, (laughs) I was able to recognize that there was a supernatural oppression happening. Mm -hmm. Sure. And even then, I was able to pray my way out of those things. Sure. Right. So you are, God has given you control of your mind. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So focus on these things. Focus on the things that are good, that are lovely, that are true. Mm Mm-hmm. So that, for me, those are the steps that I take. It, it has to go back to the Word, giving God permission to speak to that um, situation, and then being open to hear Him when He says it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the power of just, I mean, the one thing I think I've gotten really good at is just give it to God. Like, the power of giving it to God. Like, even Jesus, Father, forgive them for they do not know. He's asking Jesus, He's asking God to do that. That's uh-huh. Jesus saying, Father, you forgive them. Like, yeah. like, I think a lot of times, for me, just giving it to God and then trusting that God is going to take care of it. Like, that... Like, I find forgiveness and holding on to that lack of forgiveness, like you said, stunts so much. It puts, and what, what, tomorrow has enough worry for itself. You know what I mean? Like, that's what the Bible says. So I'm just going to give it to God, and I'm not going to go to bed angry with my brother. I'm going to, and and whether my, if I can rectify it with my brother, great. But if I can't, I'm going to give it to God, and I'm going to let God deal with it, and then I'm, I'm going to just have faith, you know? You know, that was something else I had to figure out, too, because that's a, that's such a, uh, a scripture that. I, that was ingrained in me growing up was sure. don't go to bed angry, mm-hmm. yeah. resolve this. Oftentimes, attempting to resolve something in my own <laughs> right. because I knew I had to formulaically. I'm tired. I need to go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, could cause and would cause more problems. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, and not giving God the space to move in mm-hmm. that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to 
I kind of want to push a little bit on what you just said because about giving it to God. Because I know I said give it to God too, but I think I was really considering this and and just different concepts. And this will be another podcast for another day. Mm-hmm. But um, when we talk about giving God control mm-hmm. and giving something to God, mm-hmm. it still requires us to do something. A hundred percent, right? Like. Um, well, I gave it to God, so I just don't care what you say now. Yes. Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm now going to live apathetically towards the person mm-hmm. I'm trying to forgive, or I'm going to live apathetically towards the situation, or I'm going right. to, or I'm going to just say what everybody else right. is thinking because right. I gave it to God, and He's going to do what He wants. Right. You know, I still have to walk out certain things, and we get back to that thing, that cart before the horse. Right. I know I don't feel like it. And I and I gave this to God. Giving it to God is about trusting that He's going to let you walk it out when you don't feel like exactly it. right. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's yeah, God's word's still at. there, even yeah. even <laughs> even whether you're there or not, it's right. still there. Yeah, and I, I just, think go ahead. I was just gonna say I think it's important to make that point because sometimes when we are general in our terms and say give it to God, mm-hmm. I, I've so many times I've met people that are like, oh, I just I give that to God, but they're not doing anything. Like a pra- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's yeah. their cop out. Yeah. yeah, to still be a jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think to, like some like we're talking about practical steps and like, you know, just giving it to God and you know that's it. Um, I know for myself, it's really helpful. It has been really helpful in the past. Um, I've written the individual letter mm-hmm. or like identified like a, like because I think a lot of times with these situations, my mind races right and I replay scenarios over my head or like you know, it's on a loop almost. And so if I can sit down and like concretely write like exactly what I'm feeling, like, or identify like, why am I hurt? Or like, why do I think this person is hurt? You know, if I've offended someone. Um, And that's been really helpful. And sometimes um, I've sent those letters and sometimes Mm -hmm. I haven't. Um, But it's so helpful to like actually see it in front of you, I think, you know? Yeah. Um, Honest letters, not passive aggressive letters. Yeah, don't Sometimes, I mean, sometimes. No passive aggressive notes. Those are not the ones getting sent. (laughs) (laughs) On a practical sense, I think that's that's something that can help you formulate and like lays it out. And then when you do maybe have an actual conversation Mm -hmm. or maybe you write a second second draft, you know, you're able to really capture what's going on and God will reveal to you through that mm-hmm. kind of what you need in that. And I think too, it like it, ha- it has helped me learn to specifically pray for the situation. Yeah. Like I can, I've identified like what has happened or I have, I've identified, you know, the areas that I need to work on. So I can say like, Lord, tell me to sit up or, you know, shut up and sit down when I need to, or like, you know, whatever it might be. Um, you know, it gives us specifics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Articulating is very important. Yeah. Um, I I think the last thing I would say, too, is when it comes to forgiving others, it's important not to, um, as a practical step, it's important not to lose sight of needing forgiveness yourself. Yeah. 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 um, I think the more we focus on living a repentant lifestyle, not just towards God, but towards others. And and I don't mean that in a sense of walking around apologizing in a Midwestern fashion for <laughs> right, everything right, right. that Oops. you do. Right, right. Oops. Oops. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Excuse uh, me. Yeah. Uh, but like really focusing on apologizing, like truly apologizing for our wrongdoings and truly uh, repenting for our wrongdoings. Um when we go back to that story um, about the about 
the, the guy who owed money and then was forgiven and then he didn't forgive. There's another scripture, too, that and I can't think of the verse offhand, but talks about he who is forgiven much will forgive much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And, and, like, obviously in that situation, that was not the case. Right. right. But I think there is a principle there that when you're forgiven much, you understand it in a way that allows you to do it for others. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, like, the more we recognize what we've been forgiven and the more we seek forgiveness for the things that we continue to do, the more we see the importance of forgiving others. Right, right, right. 100%. Well... Yeah, well, okay. I think we. I think it's a good spot to wrap it up. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts? I don't think so. Mm-mm. Don't think so. Okay. Well, Carly, it was great to have you back. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here, Brandon. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for these awesome jumps. You know, I'll forgive you for not mentioning that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive me for not appreciating them. <laughs>